I had no choice. It was literally like, what's happening? Are you dead, cat? Like, are you dead yet? No, then get up and keep going. Like, there was just never any allowance for anything other than bringing a standard of like extreme excellence. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast episode of Changing the Culture Podcast with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. I'm excited to bring you today's guest. She is and has been a mentor of mine for years. Um, I love bringing these guests on, guests that aren't necessarily in the first responder field, but really have added so much to my life. And I just think that they will add, you know, to yours. And so her name is Katrina Ruth and you can find her on all of the social medias um, at Katrina Ruth on Instagram. It's at Katrina Ruth show. And, and what, she's going to talk about today is essentially just how to get started doing the things or that thing that you've always wanted to do. We always um, find reasons that we can't do certain things, but Katrina is going to share with us today how to literally succeed um, doing the thing that you've always wanted to do. She um, is making hundreds of thousands of dollars each month. She is a multi, multi-millionaire, and she's all self-made straight from her laptop, which to me is the most inspiring aspect of this. And uh, you're going to be able to learn how she does it. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, you're going to have a no excuses uh, mind. Katrina, I'm so excited that you are here. You are on the Changing the Culture podcast. Could you do me a favor and tell everybody a little bit about you? Sure. So hi, I'm Katrina Ruth, or Kat. Actually, if you call me Katrina in a certain tone of voice, I might be like, what What did I do? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because Chad's not like my mum. And I work with entrepreneurs, leaders, just game-changing people who are doing something extraordinary in their life to impact other people. Often they have some kind of message that they want to share or get out in the world. They're highly creative. And they're people who just have always had that feel or that pull of I'm going to do something different in my life I I want to impact I want to serve and I also want to create an epic amazing extraordinary life for myself my family and so on and so there's been this constant kind of pull and what I do is well what I say on my bio is I help you to remember who you always were and then become it and so that to me is the real work in fact I was just on a call with a private client and she was saying, oh, you know, some people call you a business coach, Kat, but obviously you're not a business coach. And I was like, right, like, I guess my closer clients probably call me something like an alignment coach. Um, and that's the real work I do is to just really work with you to get into your deepest values, desires, truths, and connect to purpose and connect to that inner blueprint that I believe we all have around how to create any results in business, in money, in fitness, in family, in faith, you know, you name it. So that's my favorite kind of work to do and my favorite kind of conversations to have around those deeper, um, yeah, being true to who you really are type conversations. And I also teach online business strategy and marketing and sales and that sort of thing. But I do all of that from a place of that deeper work. And so I do this through lots of different online courses. I've launched over 200, I think over 300 actually, to be honest, digital wow. courses, products and programs. Um, my company makes millions of dollars each year now. And we do that largely through low to medium cost digital courses and programs. And I also do a little private mentoring and speaking and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, Sheepdog Nation, if you don't know, um, and I don't even think Kat knows, um, so I've been following Kat since 2015. She is also um, 
really good friends with, we had Amanda Francis on a few episodes back. She's really good friends. Um, and I think at one time you mentored Amanda, didn't you? Yeah, I was Amanda's mentor for about three years, maybe like slightly under three years. Um, So that's how I got to know her. And yeah, she's obviously amazing. We became really close friends through that period of me mentoring her and she's one of my best friends. She's amazing. You're amazing. We love it. And I'm so excited for everybody to hear you. So Kat, can you bring us back? So because again, these people don't really know who you are, but I just want them to hear just like how amazing you are is can you bring them back a little bit like how did you get started and like what tell me I see you have a picture with like Gary V so you've obviously met the king himself (laughs) and so like can you tell me or tell us like tell us like some accomplishments some things that you've done tell us about your company sure so I grew up with that feeling inside of me that I mentioned before just always knowing that I was different and I I didn't want to live you know, I guess a normal life, whatever that meant to me at the time. I just knew that there was something inside me that I wanted to get out. Um, But, you know, I couldn't really identify or put that into words. And my career path was that I was supposed to be a lawyer. That was the plan that I had. That was the plan that my parents were on board with. That was kind of the plan. And so I always thought that, and I would always say, I'm going to be a lawyer. Occasionally I'd say maybe a writer, but it, it was pretty much the law thing. But then at the same time, when I was about 10 or 11 years old, I started to read my father's personal development books. Um, You know, so I just went into my dad's study and I started reading like Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar and Harry Beckwith and all of these guys that I feel like are kind of the godfathers in a way of the personal development industry. And I remember being 10 or 11 years old and reading, I think, Tony Robbins' book and just thinking, huh, well, that's what I'm going to do. And it wasn't like, oh, I want to do that. It wasn't, I want to be an author or a motivational speaker or something. It was a deep knowing. It was just like, that's what I'm going to do. But yet it was not something I talked about or tried to make a career plan for because the career plan was to be a lawyer. So it was kind of like these two things going on side by side. Um, And then I guess the other part of my story about growing up is I was always selling. Since I was three or four years old, I was always selling. I was like, door to door dragging my little brother along with me because I figured out that I'd get more sales if I brought my cute one-year-old brother or one or two whatever he was at the time that's awesome with me and he was like he helped me to increase my sales and he still does because he's the chief operating officer of my company um so I knew that. so that's cool, awesome right yeah yeah um, so I was always hustling and yeah, by the time I was about eight, I was starting little clubs and I would charge my friends to join my club and then I would make them do really weird initiations and I pretty much still make clubs and make people do weird initiations <laughs> and just had fun and we'd do like bake sales and, you know, car washing and we'd make money and I didn't keep all the money. We use it to have like slumber parties and have fun and that sort of thing. But I really wanted to like tell people what to do and I wanted to create things. And so that's what I was always doing. And I also always wanted to make money. I was an Avon lady when I was 11 and I would make up to $1,000 a week. Wow. So, you know, I figured out how to make money from a young age. Um, Anyway, I got the grades to get into law and all. And I went along to, we didn't have college, so I went along to university and I went along for like a week. And I'd always been the good girl. I was such a good girl. I was age. A plus student, top of every class academically, super uncool, always picked last for sports, like kind of a whole opposite vibe to how I represent myself now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, really like nerdy and and very shy and introverted and that sort of thing, except when I was in that leader 
sort of position. But when I went along to university, I just realized like, unlike school, nobody is watching me anymore. Nobody's validating me. I'm not getting the teachers all telling me how amazing I am. And it, I think that had been probably a big part of my motivation to, you know, achieve high at school. Partly it's just in my blood. And then the other part, I liked the validation. And that wasn't there at university. And I guess because it's so big, so many people. And I guess also I just started to have that feeling of like, I don't think I want to do this. Mm. I don't think I'm going to follow through on this. And so I just stopped going. I didn't tell my parents because I was a little scared at first to do that. Um, So I kept going. But instead of going to class, I was charging $50 for students to have stress relief facials in a little like back room in the retail section of the campus, oh my <laughs> which I was completely unqualified to do. I just brought in all my jolly organic skincare from home and like a bunch of face washes that I got at Kmart or something. Oh my <laughs> goodness. So I was hustling and that way I could say to mum and dad, like I'm going to uni, I've got off to university. And I was. But then I stopped and I just stopped going and I went back to Europe. We'd actually spent significant time several years in my teens living in Germany um my father was transferred there for work so I went back to Germany and I just kind of traveled and did that thing where you're 20 and you backpack in Europe and so on um and I was a bit worried I was worried where my life is going to go and like I'm supposed to be the high achiever right I was always the high achiever I was the student most destined for traditional success on every Mm. kind of report card and so it was very much like what am I doing um, and I came back and I still didn't know what to do, but I was getting really into fitness by that point. And I pretty much just default became a personal trainer because I didn't know what to do and because I did love fitness. Um, and I figured out pretty quickly I could make some great money as a trainer. It was at the start of the personal training industry. I was the only female trainer that I knew or that anyone seemed to know. And I was learning from some really great mentors in that space and just had a great time in fitness and making money and worked my way up pretty easily or well with determination I guess in the fitness ranks in Australia and became pretty well known and create courses and teach other trainers on business and that sort of thing and had a bunch of people working for me and did lots of stuff but ultimately knew fitness is not my lifelong career Mm. um I had that pull inside of me that had always been there that I just want to really inspire and motivate and empower people to live according to their values Mm -hmm. and to press play and I came up with the saying that you would have heard me say a million times because I sign everything off everything with this saying. Yeah. Everything. Life is now. Press play. It's right here on my neon sign in my office. Oh, <laughs> funny. So cool that I had, I had that made. I love um, that. Yeah, thank you. So I came up with that saying in 2006 and that is also the year when I launched my blog. So mm. I started a little blog. I home built my own website little website in a box type thing and I really just started it because one of my personal training clients who was a very successful person in business said you know the internet thing is like a thing you should have a website you should have a blog I was like "Mm, okay all right I'll do this website thing I didn't like a lot of people in this space that you and I know um come online to try and figure out how to make money yeah I wasn't doing that I never heard of that I just came online to write things that would help people around nutrition and motivation and mindset and, you know, being their best self essentially. And I fell in love with writing through that. And then, oh, you know, I'll try not to go on and on forever about this story. But basically what happened is I kind of accidentally figured out 
that you can make money on this internet thing <laughs> that you can reach a lot of people. Yeah. And I just started to create little courses and programs that were largely like nutrition and fat loss and fitness space. But I always had that homing beacon inside of me. Like, I just want to talk about alignment and living your life purposefully and being who you're really meant to be. And so it would always kind of keep coming back to that. And then yeah. eventually in 2012, I'd build that business to a multi six figure business. Um, and yeah, I just kind of drew the line in the sand and switched out of fitness and renamed under my own name and made that decision that I was going to start talking about the sort of things that I do talk about now um, and move forward that way. And, and that's still the journey I'm on. So, you know, it's just kind of like a continual evolution. Like I think from that first time when I was 10 or 11 and, and read my dad's books up until now at 40 years old, I'm still just on the path of following that inner call and that, you know, little signal inside that says, hey, this doesn't feel right or hey, this does feel right. Follow that call, follow that call. What would your next move mate, be if you were living in accordance with what, yeah, you're being guided to from within? So <clears throat> you said a lot of things that I want to talk about. First thing, I, I do really want to talk about this is like, so we have like a lot of first responders and their spouses. We have a lot of wives, police wives, um, firefighter wives that just, they stay home. They hold, you know, they have to hold down home, all these things. Yeah. They all, a lot of them have like a lot of ambition um, to do bigger things, but they find themselves trapped in fear. They have all these mm -hmm. limiting beliefs in their head of why they can't this and that. What, what would you give them for some advice? Like what... How did you, it sounds like you, you learned that through like personal development, right? But like somebody maybe who hasn't, ha who has never read a Tony book, right? Like mm. how do you tell them, what would you tell them to do to like follow that thing that, that your, their gut feeling? Yeah. I mean, I read those sort of books from a young age, but I really didn't start to embody anything like that until I was about 27 and I had what I call, well, 26, 27 had what I call a quarter life crisis. I left my first marriage in a dramatically messy, spectacular sort of a way, blew up my whole life basically, literally just walked away from my whole life, like my marriage, apartment, car, possessions, life savings. I took the cat and all my books, they're kind of still on the floor right now, <laughs> years later and houses later. And I took one knife, one fork and one plate because that was like the victim. Sorry for myself, little mindset I was in at the time. I think like I'm all alone now with the cat and one knife, one fork and one plate. So I literally walked out on my life and, you know, I went into the bathroom of everything that happened around there. But, but it, was, it had been building up and essentially it got to this line in the sand moment of, holy shit, all of the stuff that I feel inside of me that I believe is meant to be part of my life and also just that I know I'm meant to get to feel in this lifetime, oh, my God, it's not going to happen. I mm. could literally live my whole life and it won't happen unless I make a change now and unless I go and claim it now. And I think up until that point, I'd kind of had this mindset of one day my life will be what it's meant to be because that's how life works, right? And I know that I have some sort of purpose and I know that I'm going to do something creative in the world and I believe I'm born for more and I believe I can have it all, right? It all meaning what is in alignment for me, you know, that I can have financial freedom, that I can have an amazing loving relationship um, where I feel 
safe and expanded and blah, 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 all the things. And that I can have all these other things. And I looked at my life and I was like, but that's not what's happening. I had a lot of good things in my life, but there was a lot that was scary or not ideal or bad. Mm. Bad. It was learning orientated. Let's say um, in lots of different areas of my life, and I just kind of woke up and realized, cat, God is not going to rock up at your door and knock on the door and say, "Hey, here's a silver platter with your dream life that you never actually decided to claim." Mm. And I think up until that point, I had truly felt like. By the time you're 30, it's so old, right? Like when you're not 30, 30 is super old. We all know yes. that, right? Yes. Um, it's like the milestone. It's where you're over the hill when you're not yes. 30. So when you're like 25, 26, 27, you're like 30, oh my God. But then in your life, in your mind, you're like, well, by the time I'm 30, I'll clearly be a fully grown, you know, confident, amazing human and I'll have all my shit together and I'll have money and an amazing loving relationship and I'll just be you know like so confident and certain in who I am and then Mm. as I was getting close to the 30 I was like fuck I think it's not gonna happen unless I actually like go and claim it and it was it was that simple and in that moment I mean it wasn't one instant moment it was like a messy kind of destruction of my whole life as I mentioned but it was this kind (laughs) of coming out period of realizing all of it is available. Everything I feel inside of me is available. Like whatever you feel is available. The things you desire, whether it's tangible material things, um, which is fine and allowed, obviously, and available. But also for most of us, we desire to feel certain things. We yeah. want to know. We want to know most of all that when we go to bed at night and we're putting our head on the pillow, am I being who I'm meant to be? Do I feel good about who I am? Do I feel that I'm on track with doing the job of being me? Never mind the, yeah, money stuff and all that stuff, you know, is relevant, obviously. But that's not the deepest stuff that drives any of us. The thing that drives us is I'm being who I'm meant to be. I'm showing up for me in my message or purpose or business or as a mom. How do you know? How do you know, Kat? How do you you know when you're Well, that's the thing. You do know because you feel like you can breathe. When you do the things that you're meant to be doing, you know, even the simple little things with your kids or whatever, you feel like I can breathe again. Mm. And you don't notice it though when it's not there a lot of the time because you're just busy and caught up and tired and stressed and shit is happening and you're juggling a million balls, you know, particularly as you mentioned for people who are watching or listening. And that's reality. But then maybe you spend one minute and you have that little moment where you could just, has this pure joy in their eyes and you just feel like that is everything that is what it's about in this moment I can fully feel that I can breathe and that I'm proud of who I'm being and Mm. I don't mean we should always be seeking some kind of perfect moment with our kids or a partner ourselves or anything but just having these little checking points through the day and I feel this frequently in what I do in my work where it's like this is what it's about speaking Mm. this message, sharing this truth. Nothing else fucking matters. The strategy of what I do in my business doesn't matter as long as I can get to speak this truth, right? Mm. And the moving parts of what I do or don't teach my kids don't actually matter as long as I know that I'm proud of who I'm being as a mom and that they can see and feel love in some way, shape or form. You know, and it might be messy and mad and I don't, you know, I'm going to have mummy girl and I don't spend always the time that I want to spend with the kids or with the business or for myself and it's like, ah, yeah. But that at some point through the day, you're going, yeah, I connected into something that I believe in or I took a step to move away from a behavior or a habit or a belief that 
I know is coming from fear. And mm. so for me, that period at 26, 27, and I've had those sort of periods many times since, was a period of, like, it was a recognition of the only way to bring to life the things that I know my life is meant to be about is to choose to be courageous enough to say no thank you to the beliefs, mindsets, habits, behaviours, and potentially even people that are not meant to be part of this picture, mm. right? And then to choose also that I will, yes, choose, because it's a choice, not a feeling, to have the courage or the faith to step into the greater unknown that I feel pulled towards in what I'm going to create or do or what kind of person I'm going to be. Mm. And, then, and that's it. Like every day ever since, like that is how I do it. I do live my life very purposely, very connected to soul, still very messy and all over the place as well, actually. Um, but I'm connected into that inner compass mm. and that internal guidance. And you do know because there's a feeling of, I can breathe, there's a feeling of even though there might be so much mess and madness going on and there might be scary stuff going on with whatever different areas of life, things I'm not sure about, that I know I am connected into what I believe in and that from that place as best as I can with who I am today and with what I have available to me today, I'm making my decisions as opposed to I'm making my decisions and I'm allowing my beliefs to play out from fear, from doubt, from conditioning, from other people's expectations. And so to me, it's just a responsibility to soul, to God, to soul, to life really that, I will follow that inner guidance even or especially when it feels scary, confronting, that other people aren't going to like or approve of it, that it might blow shit up or whatever. It's kind of like it doesn't matter because the correct way is always the God slash soul way. You know, and and I love that. Now let me ask you this. So somebody listening to this is probably in their patrol car and they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, I've always wanted to do this thing. What what would you Mm -hmm. say to them? Just do it? Like, how did you start? Like, you know, I know yeah, you, told, you, just, you told us how, but like, how would you tell them? Like, how would you tell someone to just do this? Make space for it. Start mm-hmm. by making space. You don't need to, I don't think you, I mean, sometimes in life we need to dramatically walk away from things and blow things up. But mostly we don't actually need to do that. You know when you do need to. And so then it's like, close your eyes and smack yourself on the face two times and pour a bucket of cold water in your head and then get on with it. <laughs> but those moments as well. I said to a client earlier, she shared something with me that was like, oh, I said to her, I just want to give you such a big cuddle right now and then just a small little slap in the face. <laughs> just to get on with being who you know you're meant to be. So we, there's those moments sometimes that we need to just kind of like wake up, like remember who you are is what I mean, right? Yes. But a lot of the time it's really truly the tiny little incremental moves that you make. It's not drastic. It's not dramatic. You don't have to blow your life up. You don't have to become a whole different person overnight. But what you can do that actually leads to shifts and changes that are dramatic and that feel like they came out of nowhere overnight is you can start to put aside just a tiny little bit of space. It's like compound interest, right? Like, Mm. you know, you grew up being told if you would save a dollar each day by the time you're 18, you would have a million dollars or something like that. Yeah. I, did it. I, was, I was good at making the money, not so good at saving it. <laughs> I had to learn that later. But anyway, we understand the concept of com- compound interest and it's the same with time. Like I've produced arguably more content than just about anyone on the internet except maybe Gary Vee 
I think I've actually probably produced more content than Gareth, to be honest. (laughs) But I only do like 20 or 30 minute bits and pieces at a time, but yet I've somehow published 60 books. Like, how is that possible? I never write for more than 20 or 25 minutes. It's very rare that I would. And a lot of the things in my life where I have a huge result, I truly started with like 15 minutes, which often was with a baby hanging off my boob and while trying to run a personal training business and look after my nine trainers that worked for me, which was like having nine overgrown hairy male babies that wouldn't do what they were told half the time. And that was full on. And then at the same time trying to build a business and then be a wife, I'm like, yeah, like I did it in these little pockets of time because I decided that I was unavailable to not start to change my life and create my life into what I knew it meant to be. So I really just was like, right, well, if I have five minutes, what can I do in that five minutes? What can I read or listen to that is going to, you know, feed my soul and connect me into what I know. And then maybe I can journal real quick, like write some gratitude things or intentions. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it became like, okay, well I have like 10 minutes or 15 or sometimes 30 minutes or whatever. Okay. Let me write something. And I would sit there and I knew nothing about what I was doing to create content or an online business or get my message out. And I just found my way from making space and it's how I've achieved everything. Like I truly think the biggest step for people to take to start on the path to creating their dream life and to you know bring to life the different areas of their life that they want to see a change in is make space for it five minutes ten minutes you know a little bit more if you can but if you can't then you can't um and you know empires are built on little pockets of time and they can be consistently consistently it's like fitness as well right like you can be in fantastic shape and look and feel so great or however you want to look and feel really you can do this easily in under 25 minutes a day. I'm not mm. suggesting that that's ideal. Like I love to do a longer workout as well, but like my workout today was about 18 minutes. It's often quite short and it's just the consistency though. So the consistent making space um, and just being, yeah, being unavailable not to is the big thing as well. So rather than, but I don't know how and I don't have time and I'm so tired and I'm not motivated and where do I start? And I've got all these other fucking things going on. You don't understand. It's like, well, no, I don't understand. And your excuses or reasons, excuses might be a bit of a triggering word, but your reasons are valid. They're definitely real. You know, anyone would, who would share with me what's going on in their life and be like, that's freaking full on. You know, I talk to some people where things are intense. So it's valid. It's real. But is it, and only you can answer, is it valid enough that you're going to look back in 10 or 20 years or at the end of your life, if you're lucky enough to have the chance to look back, and go, oh, well, I could have, but, you know, I couldn't. Oh, I didn't feel like I could. I didn't have time. I had right. 11 kids and 11,000 things going on. And I know people with 11 kids, <laughs> you know, and they still oh, do sure. the damn thing. <laughs> so whatever your reasons are, whatever's going on, that's real. It's true. It all exists. But you can do it anyway. And you can do it in tiny little pockets of time here and there. And that will just add up to like a rolling ball type effect that will gather momentum, that will give you energy, it will give you strength from within, it will give you access to personal power and truth, it will help you to actually create more time and energy and that little rolling ball, that five or ten minutes here or there, you just don't know what that can grow into over time. Okay, a beautiful, beautifully said in Sheepdogs. That's exactly how I started. I started in my patrol car. That is how I started my business. So, um, so just cool. like you said, I found pockets of time. <laughs> you know, when I was when I didn't yeah. 
when I wasn't running to a call or whatever, I was, you know, listening to Tony Robbins. Yeah. And had my podcast going and that's just how I did things. So, so inspirational. And I, and I love what you said, um, Kat. And I, what I love too, is you, is you give people no excuse. You're like, listen, there's no excuse. Like, yeah, you have a reason, but like you said, it's not, it's not an excuse if you absolutely want something, which is really powerful. Now, can you just share with us, like, do you, I, I think I'm almost like 99.9% sure you're comfortable sharing this, but would you mind sharing like, like a little bit more about like your business, right? Like your success and how you did this, like you just decided, right? And then like, just briefly, just share with us, like, do you just show up every day and speak your truth? Is that kind of what you've done? Like, how, how have you yeah. found such massive success? It's, it's truly exactly what I just said. It's just like a little bit of time in different key areas that matter. And that time and pressure essentially is applied consistently over time. That's it. I mean, I'm really good at identifying, um, not always right away, but eventually I'm really good at identifying what are the things that are actually going to move the needle. And I'm really good at just ignoring everything else and letting it be messy and chaotic. And I was like that from early on because I figured out pretty quickly that like, for example, as a new mom, I figured out pretty quickly that I could either have a clean, tidy house and the washing done, or I could spend 20 minutes here and there on this possible business thing, right? So I just learned pretty quickly to ignore kind of everything and to tune in on and like hone in on. If I can only do one thing for my business today and nothing else, then what is the one thing that is most going to move the needle? Mm. There's a whole book about that called The One Thing. But I figured that out well before I read that book. I think I figured out after reading Stephen Covey's book, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think I read when I was like 10. But then I remember I read it again when I was 22 and it like changed my life. Yeah. So yeah, I was always really good at that. And then I'm really, I'm really great at discipline and following through on discipline. And I get that from fitness, I guess. And from all the years when I was in fitness management and I was always the only chick and all the guys that I like worked with were like ex-professional rugby players and stuff. And so we would do our management meetings, but we also had to work out together. And, you know, I wanted to be tough and all. I wanted to keep up with the boys, but also I had no choice. It was literally like, what's happening? Are you dead, Kat? Like, are you dead yet? No, then get up and keep going. Like there was just never any allowance for anything other than bringing a standard of like extreme excellence and nearly killing yourself. <laughs> um, and I loved it. Like I thrived on it. I was terrified as well. And so I really just took a lot of, I guess, the stuff I learned around discipline and character and that you, your body or your, you, yourself is always more capable than what you realize. And I really just applied and continue to apply that to business, just kind of like being unavailable to listen to my own bullshit. I say a lot, you know, you can either be up here like living your destiny and living your dream life and you've created it all, or you're going to stay down where you are and you're going to live a life of bullshit, by which I mean, your stories and your bullshit are leading you and you're like, well, I can't and I would have and I could have and I didn't know how, so I did not because of this and this and this. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, or you could have chosen not to and you just didn't choose. And so that's on you. So for me, yeah, that's, that's all really. I don't do anything complex. I just do very basic stuff in my fitness and in my business and in my parenting and in whatever different area, but I'm consistent with it. And I don't allow myself to not take action because I don't feel like it. Now, I don't mean I'm like some kind of military robot or something like that because I'll have naps here and there and I'll like shut down the computer and take a break anytime I feel like I need to or I'll definitely have the shit hitting the fan 
with the kids or with any part of life like any normal person. Um, but a high percentage of the time I operate from outcome rather than from what I think my emotion is in the moment. So that's really my biggest business secret. Okay. So one thing, can you, so you said a lot of good things. I want to say this. I want you to tell us what that means to you. What is operating from outcome, meaning what your desired outcome is? From the outcome of who I know I'm meant to be. Like if I was being the best version of myself, if I was being my higher self, or if I was being who I want to one day become, what would my choice be right now? Beautiful. And what you said, I just want to underline this sheepdogs. So what Kat was saying was just something that I know so many female cops can relate to. And she was saying she was, you know, working out with all these male rugbies and, you know, and you've got to keep up and, and no matter what, like you, you have to get the fuck up and you have to have that discipline and the courage to just keep going. And you, you say it so beautifully. And so I just want to underline this to every you know, first responder listening, <clears throat> we already have it within ourselves. You already have it within you to do the damn thing, whatever that is for you. And so, um, you know, that was a, that was a really great point, Kat. And so, yeah. And so the next question becomes, and this is, you know, as we're winding down, what would, what would be your advice to somebody who just continuously, like, just gets in their own way? They just have those negative thoughts. Like they're sitting in their cruiser and they're like, I want to do this thing, but I, I don't know how. And um, I want to start this business. I have this great idea. Or I want to start a blog, and I don't know how. And the second thing is, is do, how do you decipher whether you really want to do it, or if it's just for the money? No, you do know. You just opt out of the idea that you don't know your own intuition or soul. Unsubscribe from that idea. You always know what's really driving or pulling you. You know, maybe you can let go of some sort of shame or whatever around wanting to have more money and just let go of the emotion around that and be like, well, it's available. I can choose it or not choose it. Either way is fine. So I guess I'm going to choose it. But as far as what really drives, you know, we all know what really drives us. It's just a lot of the time we feel like, oh, it's not clear. I need more clarity or I need more permission. So again, just get over those ideas and decide that what you feel right now is enough. That's all the clarity you need to get started. But to answer your question, it's really just deciding to be bigger than those voices in your head. It's like feeling the voices and the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt and going, okay, I, like, you know, I teach my clients like to speak to fear or doubt like it's an, a, a separate person or entity, kind of like, okay, feel, I hear your point. It's a great point. You have already made it many times. You're getting a little repetitive, to be honest with you. Um, but I hear what you're saying. And you know what? Yeah, no, we're not taking that on board. The board does not accept your um, suggestions today. So mm. this is what we're going to do instead. And, you know, those voices in your head will be like, ah, and this and this and this, and you're going to look like an idiot and you have no way to do what you're doing or, or you're being an irresponsible mom or partner or something. That's one that really gets at you, right? Mm -hmm. And you just choose to be bigger than it. You just choose to be bigger than it. Like, I see you, I hear your point. I've taken it on board, but actually this is what I'm going to be doing anyway. Why? Because I feel and know inside of me that I have to and because I'm choosing to trust that when I follow that, it actually allows me to be the best me that I can be in all other areas and I don't need to know how in advance. I love it. So where can we find you? Tell, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, cool. So you can find me pretty easily on Instagram or Facebook under Katrina Reeves. I do have a YouTube show where I do like a Q&A thing each week. 
and I have a podcast called the Rebel Millionaire Podcast Show. Um, but I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook or Instagram. You can also go to the com, And if you have a little look there on the homepage, you'll see um, my free four-part video series, which is called Everything You Know About Success Is Wrong. And it's four videos that will kind of indoctrinate you into my world of crazy. And those videos will either wildly inspire and shake you up and, and they really will give you so much personal strength and power and just access to certainty. But they could also, the other alternative is really kind of like disturb or horrify you. So either way, you'll know whether or not you want to continue um, being part of my world. I love it. And uh, Sheepdogs, it's all going to be in the show notes. So you'll be able to get a hold of um, Katrina and go check her out. So a little side note, I have to tell you this. So I run and I listen to your podcast, Rebel Millionaire and Sheepdogs. You got to go listen to it. It's really good. I love it. And today I'm running and I almost died. So I have to tell you the story. And I thought it was so ironic, right? And I don't really believe in coincidences. So it's so funny that I'm talking to you today is I'm running and I'm listening to you. And it was the, it was like the, the shit is, it's the one of it's where you're like, the shit is the thing, baby. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's like a 50 minute one. And cause I always look for yeah. your longer ones when I run. Well, so okay. here I am, I'm running down the road and I fall on my face and a dump truck comes and almost runs me over. Not even kidding you. Oh my God. It was like, oh yeah, you should see my knees and everything. But it was so funny because I hear I am like listening to you and I'm like getting in the vibe and I'm like, I'm I'm in the zone and and then I like fell and almost died. Oh no. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. So anyways. Dramatic. I know. Total drama for (laughs) a moment. I'm glad you're okay. Well, thanks. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I'm super excited about this. Um, Sheepdogs, make sure you go check out her podcast. I love it. You can go find her on Instagram. Like she just said, I follow her consistently on Instagram. Her stories are funny as hell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're funny. I love them. Kat, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Autumn. It was just such a great conversation. I appreciate the, um, yeah, the way that you posted this show. Thank you. Sheepdogs. I'll see you next time. They bury me in the water and I came I knew. <laughs> now I'm baptized in blue. I'm a I'm a never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, never win or never quit I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue uh. They bear me in the water in the Holy Ghost I came out with a badge and gun And a heart that said never run I signed up for a job you wouldn't dare to do This ain't no green screen movie Don't compare the two We look at your actions in the elements And everything relevant they line up, prepare to pay the consequence You do dirt, you get cussed, no bluff It's ignorant to think we will shoot with your hands up If you the police, you feel the world is against you Like every call you go to, people trying to tempt you Well, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary I ride on the devil, I ain't scary And I ain't worried, you all my life Come take it, it's gonna be a fight I take it to the light like Will and Bright, I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do. Only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue. Uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter.
even when I see your name on the wall All I feel is rage, put me in a cage, let me brawl Sometimes I can't help but cry, like why did he die? I know it was him, but it could have been I What about the kids? Uh, what about the spouse? Yeah, now who gon' put food inside them babies' mouth? It's a bigger picture when the officer down Domino effect, Blue Nation, family, country, and town The media don't cover us, huh Well, maybe Fox, cause MSNBC and CNN Surely don't care about cops, politicians More concerned about protecting the legal Instead of laying the law down And protecting the people, let me get off my soapbox Before I curse, I don't seem way too many cops Riding in hearse, well I wouldn't expect you to understand What I do, only the thin blue light Cause they baptized <laughs> I'm gonna complete it if that means being deleted I live with the credence I do this for the combat vets and LEOs When I'm suited, ready to go It's either friend or foe Only Lord knows what my future's in store I only kill with the hope to see more So God don't close that door If I take a life, it's him or me with the host to survive, not big a tree. I go in situations that you cannot imagine. Deal with things that you cannot fathom. No, it but so rather. I'd rather fight for cause than live for nothing. So when you read my head, don't you know I died for something? You hypersensitive, she complain by justified force. You blame the cops first, that don't work, you blame the courts. But I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do, only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue. Oh, I'm a fighter. Baptized in blue, I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. Uh.